Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is AFL Round 19 all wrapped up. My name is Heath, and the first question I ask every week is your highlight of the week. So, Josh, you got a highlight of the week past? I do, actually, and um, this is a, a radical departure from my usual um, methodology. Of what, making it up three seconds ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually prepared for this one. But um, it's it's also because I've actually come out to, to give a bit, of a, bit of a bit of a thumbs up to Gary Lyon, which is pretty fucking okay. unusual for me. Um he was uh, commentating on the weekend, I think it was a Friday night game, and uh, Kalo Halloran, who apparently is uh, a journo, I don't right. know where, um, she had a big pot at him, because apparently uh, she quoted him saying, what the lady, she's talk- he's talking about um, the female umpire, Yeah. and Kate's called him out for saying, what the lady needed to ask herself, about whatever the decision was, and she's like, no Gary, you do not refer to an umpire as the lady. Um, the problem is, he actually said... Elaney, because that's her name. Right. But uh, by that time, old Kate's already, the bullet's already out of the barrel. Wow. And uh, the Gary's come back and said, I said Elaney, and yep. kind of left it there. And as you'd expect, with the internet being the internet, it was a fucking free-for-all. I, I think you missed the point there. It wasn't uh, Gary that came back. It was actually yeah. Nerily Meadows. Meadows. Yeah, yeah. Who, oh, it was too, sorry. Who, who is our favourite journalist. Yep, because she yep. calls she calls it out when it needs to be called yep. out. Um, and in this one, she said, actually, here's the clip. He doesn't say that at all. Um, and then she actually went into bat and said, you know, it's fine. I'm a female working in a male-dominated industry. When something happens, you need to call it out. But you also got to be careful when you yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. just be right. And, and look, if he said the lady... You know, that, that's something you can frown upon, but you, you want to make sure you got it right. Yeah, Kate looks like someone doesn't get it right often. <laughs> I'll, I'll, to be honest, I've, I've never heard her name before. No. She, and that's not saying a lot. She might be one of the most respected Who's she, who's she right for? Uh, Twitter at this stage. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, cool. maybe not much else. All right. Anyway, I think that's the feather in the cap of Narrowly Meadows, the media watch of Twitter. I'm a big fan. Yeah. No, I've always liked Nerily Meadows. I think she's great. Yeah, yeah, she's straight I mean, up now. I mean, she hit my radar when she called out Sam McClure on like basically four different faults in his uh, projection of Melbourne being on the front foot about some shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. Brenton, do you have a highlight of the week? Yes, I do, Heath. Um, <laughs> no, well, I was going to say, Brenton, we've got your highlight of the week all sorted because uh, something that you put on Twitter as well earlier in the oh, week. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. There's the uh, big scandal going on I mean, about uh, Crown. Some people say we're ahead of the curve. Other people say we're Exhibit A. Um, well, we're still waiting for a subpoena, as we're talking about in the car. Um, I don't know. It's almost good and bad that our podcast about all that shit hasn't got into those hands. Well, let's just do a quick grab for anyone that doesn't know. Um, There's been an investigation by one of the local papers into Crown Casino because apparently they got preferential treatment in getting Chinese um, high rollers through visas very quickly and accepted into the country very quickly. Mm. Now, we've covered a little bit of this because Brenton used to work at Crown. Yeah, I was uh, actually the dealer dealt to these people yeah, in the private salons. To we, a lot of these people. Do I have to start throwing it gradually <coughs> in there everywhere nah, now? Nah, nah. Nah, uh, it's, it's well known. But um, to be fair, the, what they're interested in is not who dealt to them. It's yeah. how, they, <laughs> how they got here. That's yes. the problem. And also why a career criminal was in the same private uh, jet as the cousin of... Um, Leaping Jing, Li yeah, Xing, the, the uh, not the prime minister, but Xing the Jinping. eternal, yeah, eternal something of China, the political leader. Put it that way. Yeah. She, she, yeah, but yeah. Well, going going through that that story, um, I do recognise the man, and I'm pretty sure I've dealt with him before. I mean, I was there for ten years, so it's yeah, very very likely. Well, obviously, he didn't lose too much money through you. 
Well, I mean, some call it losing, some call it donating, or, you know, greasing palms, one of the two. But as we've got covered, if you've listened to our gambling podcast, they're not about us gambling. They're about stories of high-roller mahogany gamblers. Yeah. So we've covered all this and the much worse shit that they actually did. And no one really batted an eyelid. And now these little stories come out about basically for what actually happens. This is a non-event. This is not even a story. This is accepted uh, standard operating procedure. And it was accepted by the government because they were, we've gone through this in, the, in our gambling podcast. So yep. if you're interested in these stories... You hear way worse shit than that in, in our actual gaming podcast, and all legit. Every single one of those stories is one hundred percent true. Which is a there's a group of journo's that have like little focus groups and everything. And yeah, I'm in a couple of them, and they sort of mentioned, you know, do you think this means Crown Casino should be closed down? I'm like fucking come off, mate. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Just, see, that's the funny thing. I thought like the the newspapers come out and said this big expose. I thought everyone knew exactly. Well, they did. Yeah, and and look, Crown has done worse and has gotten caught doing worse and they're not going to get shut down no we told the story on a podcast of when i was in a private salon dealing to people who were literally ordering a shipment of arms yeah machine guns 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 while they're at the fucking baccarat table um but i was under the opinion (gasps) sorry under the impression that everyone knew this was happening but they're like well we're going to arrest them on something else but for now yes they're laundering money but at least we get some tax on it yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Otherwise, we get nothing, and they get a fuck ton of tax on it. Like yeah. that's probably the biggest business that actually pays any tax and in the, Australia. They were just incredulous that Crown gets preferential treatment, yeah. and that you know some political um, politicians are on Crown's side because they get donations. I'm like, yeah, of course, we all knew that. Yeah, well, wasn't Ann Peacock uh, working there at head of? Consumer relations or some shit at one stage. They've had lots of bullshit. I don't know their name, but any government position there is total bullshit. Yeah, like I've dealt with government uh, inspectors every single day. Andrew they, P- they do fuck all. Andrew Absolutely Peacock all. was uh, leader of the Liberal Party. I think I've heard of him. Yeah, back in the day, uh, his missus. Um, but it, it's also like, all right, game it out. Uh, for some reason, Dan Andrews fucking decides, fuck it, I'm pulling the plug on it. Yeah, uh, Crown get fucked. All right, now you got to try and fill that whole fucking South Bank <laughs> yeah. area. Yep. And now you got to try and fill a hole in the budget, yep. and yeah. you ain't you ain't making well, a decision, chance. son. No, of course, that's not going to happen. Yeah, if they were swinging with an iron fist, they'd just sack a bunch of execs and yeah, whatever exactly. they go on gardening they've leave. Got, and... They've got cannon fodder there. But even in our podcast about gambling, we were saying that Crown dictates to the government what their yeah. legislation is. And I don't know if people thought we were joking, but now it's coming out that people are shocked about this. It's like this has been known for a very, very long time. Yeah, yeah. we said yeah. it. And it's it's, it, it's not one party; it's every no, party. It's, it's, it's throughout. It's systemic. It is the way the business was built. Uh, uh, you reckon it doesn't happen in other states either? Oh, uh, of course not. I, I mean, think Crown's the biggest one, to be honest. We, we definitely are. Yeah. Well, uh, we not them. Yeah. I'm sorry. Have a look at. Do you know what's going on in Sydney with that casino? The Brangaroo or the yeah. actual Star City? Yeah, yeah Brangaroo is Both a fucking shit show. Yeah. 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 They've gone right. No, uh, you know, curfew everywhere in the city. Yeah. Except for this casino. Yeah. They're yeah. fine. Exactly. And like now they can only deal to interstate international customers. Yeah, of course. Uh, except for the pokies down this area. <laughs> uh, locals can play there. Not going to last two seconds. Locals can play everywhere. If you've got problems with it, that's fine. But just don't be surprised. I don't just, get that. Yeah. Like, look deeper. This like, was a year long investigation that uncovered something that everyone already knew. Yeah. Like, we, we've put out there what's actually going on. No one's picked up on shit. This is almost like... To be fair, I'm kind of glad no one picked up on shit. Cause I'm kind of uh, too, because I'll be in a lot of trouble if they do. <laughs> if our names start getting in uh, files, then yeah, we just, may not I'm be like, along. I wish I remembered what, what length of period the NDA was. <laughs> I think you'll be fine. Yeah, to death. Yeah. yeah. 
Anyways, uh, you got a highlight besides your involvement in the news this week? Um, well, obviously Formula One. For anyone out there who are Formula One fans, and they would know that me and Josh are both massive Formula One fans, one of the best races in the last probably five to ten years, well, five years actually, let's not get too carried away, but um, an incredible race where rain played a role in everything. The winner had five pit stops right. and went on, I think it was four different sets of tyres, basically. That's right. what the weather was. Started off on the full like wet weather tyres, then went to the intermediate weather tires, then went to a soft tire, went back to an intermediate weather tire, then back to a soft tire, won the race. So there was like six people crashed out, plus Daniel Ricardo, whose engine failed. Uh, would in perfect uh, conditions for Ricardo to chuck that Renault on the podium. Dude, it's lucky he's not getting paid by the kilometre. Oh, fucking oath. Uh, he'd be broke. Yeah. Um, but mind you, his dollar per kilometre would be just about as high as, I don't know, regional petrol prices. Yeah, but that... that um that race was exciting from beginning to end. It was that exciting that you actually couldn't follow all the action in real time because obviously you can't cover the whole track with a camera. Yeah. And so you're watching one battle and there's three other things happening at the same time. So I went back and watched it twice and I still didn't catch everything. <laughs> I still had to go through and see like highlights on Reddit to be like, fuck, that happened? I didn't see that. Um, but yeah, basically, Max Verstappen won, who's in like the third best car on the grid. And then Arturo Rosso, who's owned, they've had one win ever in their history. They're basically the B team. Well, they are the B team of Red, Red yeah. Bull. And the one win came from back when Toro Rosso and Red Bull had the same uh, research and development team. Yeah, but also came when uh, 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 Toro Rosso had the Ferrari engine and Red Bull had the... Might have actually been the Ford engine then. I can't remember whatever they had, but they had different engines. Basically, Toro Rosso was based in uh, Italy whereas the proper Red Bull was based in England. Yeah. And it was also when Vettel hit Weber under yeah. safety car. Yeah, exactly. But that's the last time. So they stuck that on there. And then Lance Stroll, who is not great, I'm going to be honest, not great, but dad's a billionaire, so he bought a race team and now he's driving for him. He actually finished fourth, which was a matter of attrition, but you've got to stay on the track. So, yeah, big, big win from him. The one for me, though, was Hulkenberg. He, ah. he looked like he was going to just get on the podium. He was easy. definitely on the podium. He was smashing it and then just, nah. Dude, I am all for putting... Well, basically, what happened? In one corner, there's the the curb on the outside of the corner, but that actually meets up to a drag strip. And so what happens is cars go a bit too aggressive into that corner. It's raining. They go a bit off track and hit that, that drag strip, which is completely smooth and slick. It's right. like an ice skating rink, and they just slide off. There's nothing, literally nothing you can do. As soon as you hit that, you can turn the wheel, nothing will happen, you will slide off into the barrier. And so multiple cars did that. Some some managed to recover from there. But that was just the danger point. And I'm all for putting dragship around the outside of every single track because that added the excitement that we needed for a, for a German Grand Prix. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, highlight of the week. There we go. We've got a, a couple there. So we may as well get into <laughs> the footy. The footy. <laughs> and your other highlight. Uh, started on Friday night with uh, Richmond v. Collingwood. Um, I This is one of those ones just before the match. Trelaw was... A, no, not Trelaw, uh, sorry. Adams? Taylor no, Adams, Taylor Adams yeah. was a laid out. Yeah. I went in and changed my tip. I had uh, Richmond by six. I changed it to Richmond by 30. Yeah. Um, which turned out to be pretty damn close. And like that was the, I mean, not, not the least of their worries, but they had many more problems without that. That was just another another casualty on the pile, basically. I think they got 27 fit players on their list yeah. at the minute, um, Collingwood. So yeah, it's something going on. It was always going to be tough. And I mean, obviously not just us, but everybody said that for a long time, that if you can't keep people mm. in the park, there's something wrong with your, your department. That's something's going wrong. But I mean, yeah. We saw this happen just before Essendon got done for all their uh, <laughs> stuff. So yep. Collingwood's on the juice. Oh, they're um, definitely on the coke. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a certain. Well, yeah, well, Sam Murray's still waiting <laughs> on that side of it. Um, but the rain didn't help him either. But that second quarter from Richmond especially, when when they were going, it didn't look yeah. like wet weather footy. 
Well, that's the thing is that they they had people there who are good enough to have clean skills in the wet, yeah. but the the young kids, not the young kids, the smaller players are gelling together so well that they figure their way out for, of congestion, especially in a wet weather game. If you've got thicker skills, you're slippery, it's a lot harder to keep traction. If you've got a smarter brain and you can create that space for yourself, yeah. like, you know, Shedder does, um, Castania did a little bit of that, then you're always going to be ahead of the curve when it comes to getting clearances. Is uh, is Tom Lynch now bordering on fan favourite? Uh, it's his a, best game. A lot of support for him. It's his best game. And look, even in, in a dry weather with full squad, I was more interested in seeing um, how Collingwood are going to be able to handle a two-pronged, tall, forward-line yeah. attack. That was the most thing that was interesting to me. Our, our defence and our, our ability to do that with them was always going to be under question as well. Yeah, so see, I looked at it as, as that, that sort of battle with full teams. The defensive structure of Richmond was always going to hold up well, and yeah, it did. Yeah. Um, Tom Lynch was on top <laughs> early, and then Jordan Ruffhead got uh, got a cop the Falcon that knocked him out. Yeah. Um, so that just didn't help things. But e- even before that, Lynch was already on top. Yeah. Who else did they lose? They lost someone. Oh, uh, Darcy Moore um, went out the, uh, a couple right. of weeks before, and obviously. No, I mean, early on the game. Uh, lost Roughhead and they lost someone else too. Adams. Adams. That's it. Yeah. Um, before the game started. I know there was someone during the first quarter. Oh, doesn't matter. Anyway. Um, probably Quainar or something. But um, they've now lost to Goey for next week too. So That's right. They're in big trouble. Fuck shit. Um, but uh, it does look like the Tigers are getting themselves sorted at the right end of the season. So yeah. They've got so many out. Are they just soft? Collingwood? Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, Scott Thompson gets his testicle fucking ruptured and he's trying to come back the next week. Like, you can break a knee and still play. I guess they could try. There's yeah. a few of them who tried. Get, get in there, lads. Um, yeah. But I, I think this might have been Jeremy Howe's first game back after a little while off as well. So it was. Um, but to be honest, like the the end margin flooded Collingwood a little bit. Yeah, to be honest, it, it was it was uh, the, the steam was off in the final quarter. Yeah, I thought Trelaw had a good game, but it seems like he tries extra hard against Richmond these days. Yeah, absolutely. After yeah, like, you know, so converse like, is true as well. <laughs> Richmond do try extra hard against him. Well, considering Koch gave him stick what uh, two years back. Something like that. Yeah, I think it was round three, two. No, uh, it was round two, and it was five minutes. uh, No, it was about a minute thirty before the end of the game where Collingwood ended up winning. Yeah, it might have been the one. It was actually I remember it very well now. It was the one where Grundy kicked the goal um, with uh, seconds left. Oh, that's right. And it was the worst game we've ever seen. We we were there, and there was the domestic in the crowd. We saw a family split up. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. It was a, a terrible game that had a really tight finish. And everyone's like, oh, what a yeah. great game. I'm like, the thing no, is, half the, Collins, shocking. half the Collingwood supporters missed it because they'd fucked off because they were That's down five goals. True. There, was, there was a lot. <laughs> but anyway, um, they'll uh, struggle on from that. Um, so Saturday, we got Hawthorne versus the Lions. Um, it was a good showing from the Hawks. They played well enough to win, they just didn't kick straight. Yeah. But yeah. Um, in the second quarter, one goal, five to five goals, one. When you're kicking with the breeze, uh, what do you do? Stuff, yeah. Yep. You can't win from there. And I, again, in this game, I thought that the Hawks were better than the final result um, for the duration of the game. Mm. Yeah, but they, they, blow out. they weren't unworthy winners, though, Brisbane either. Oh, absolutely no. not. Especially in that third quarter, um, their goals came quickly. And when they got the ball moving, oh, they, they looked so slick. And they just. So precise. Yeah. They just put an extension onto, was it McStay's Yeah, McStay signed on a little while ago, and uh, big uh, Stefan Martin signed on for yeah, another, yeah. another year. I yeah. think he's done very well. well um, he's, he said he's he's only missed four games over the last four seasons or something like that. Mm. Um, he's got a one-year deal, and he said, I'm happy with one-year deals from, from now until I finish up. Well, he, he's always been sort of targeted as going somewhere else, but with that team... It's probably his best chance to stick around and be an instrumental partner and put in a, a 
Premiership tilt together. Well, all the teams did get closer and got a better Ruckman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's the right kind of Ruckman that they need. They need yeah. a big body uh, because they've got, you know, uh, height and, and pace and leaping ability mm. everywhere else. Yeah. They just need somebody who's big who can, um, you know, wear down the athletic Ruckman that might be um, coming up against. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's a key for, well, it's the conundrum of every other team is how do you find that Ruckman? So when you've got it, you want to yeah. keep them those men happy. And keep them with it. They don't fall out of yeah, trees. Exactly. Um, one interesting moment in this was uh, the little um, tangle with uh, Luke Hodge and Graham Birchall. Did you see this one? I did, yeah. Yeah, Hodge had him in a, in a uh, chokehold, oh. guillotine. <laughs> uh, Nick killed him and got the free kick for it. That's, yeah, that's fair, the enough, fair that, enough. That's the narrative I saw. <laughs> okay. Granted, I didn't see the event. I only, <laughs> so saw, I only the, saw the Reddit only, thread. The only thing you got right is Hodge was there. Um <laughs> It was, uh, Birchall took a mark at about 45 out, um, and he did everything he could to try and make Luke Hodge give him a free uh, 50, because he wasn't going to make the distance for 45. He's grabbing his arm, he's full of doubt. You can see they're both talking to each other and both laughing. So uh, umpire's right on the spot. He's like, no, mate, not going to happen. Um, so Birchall got up, he gave him a fair old squirrel grip. Oh, it Jesus was, Christ. And it, it was a juicy one. Like, it, it was two plums in the sausage. How many kids he got? <laughs> I think Hodgie's got three or four. Ah, he's sorted. Uh, but he got him. He fairly him, and Hodgie started laughing. <laughs> it's like, any other any other game, he's probably up for a fine or a suspension even. Um, but because they were both laughing so much, you're like, yeah. what can you do? Yeah. And like, they they've, they've done this before. He does have pretty <laughs> soft hands. They have done this before in the shower. And uh, yeah, I, I guarantee it. Um, but apparently, Birch put on um, Instagram or something. Goes, couldn't help myself. <laughs> <laughs> and what I like is that nobody's nobody said anything about Everyone's it. Like, like, oh, like that's it. inappropriate. And this day, you're like, nah, it's two blokes. Neither party complains. Then. No, he was pissing himself laughing. I think yeah. Hodge couldn't believe that he did it. And then I think Birchall couldn't believe he got such a good piece. <laughs> um, young Lockie Neal, he's shortened to the favourite for the Brownlow. Fucking um, like, God, uh, money for jam at the moment. I re- well, Cripps is going to be his biggest challenger, I reckon. But I, I've said Lockie Neal from early on. Cripps is coming home with a wet sail. Yeah, so was Neal though. Like I think the difference being that Neal's team has won a fuck ton. Yeah, and yeah. he's also the sort of player that umpires do notice. Because he gets a lot, a lot of freeze four because they try and beat the shit out of well, him. Well, I'm going to say he's had a down couple of weeks, but only because he was getting the shit beat out, beat out of him. But that's the sort of player that umpires tend to notice. Yeah. Um, well, they're always in and around it, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, he's paying threes at the moment. I think that's money for jam. I reckon it's not bad, too. He, he's still my pick, but uh, if he's going to be upset, it'll be by Crips, I think. Um, another good game from Warpool, too, but we'll uh, move on to Carlton and Adelaide um, at the. Is that the G? It was at the G. This was, yeah. So that's yeah. three in a row yeah. for Carlton. And uh, I, I picked this one. I thought it was easy. But um, I don't think we... Yeah, when we did last episode, the teams hadn't been announced. It's a big mm. call to drop Eddie Betts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I understand it as well. I, I think that is one of the... Um, is brave the right word? I don't know. Um, but it's certainly a, a gutsy coaching move. Yeah. Um, it might be uh, one of the last ones. Look, I understand it. But I wouldn't do it myself if I was that, coach. That's what I think too. I don't know if I'd be brave enough. But I think that's just like your team is already not going great. He's someone that can lift your team in a quarter. Yeah, like he, that's he can, worth something. He can do. Yeah, one. You know, five minutes, much, he can win the game. There's something in there that he can actually provide, and either get rid of him or leave him in the team. And he also worries defenders. Like, yeah. no defender wants to be on that fucking highlight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, his argument was sound though. He said he's kicked. Um, he, he, He's been goalless in three games out of the last four. Yeah. And the one he wasn't was against Gold Coast. Yeah. 
you know. But oh, the logic's there. It's it's there, but yeah, jeez. I think he needs to get over it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he kicked four, I think, in the sample on the weekend. Yeah, but there's got to be a torch on him now. On Pike? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, there is, and there's a torch on both South Australian clubs, but um, very cleverly, the Adelaide boys come out and said, no, 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 look, he's going to be reviewed, but he will be coaching next year. And that's not a, you know, we're... Yeah, they didn't say where. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's the difference between, you know, we're right behind our coach. And, you yeah. know, we're going to review things at the end. They said, no, no, he is coaching next year. Yeah. Like, that's it. You In don't leave... NFL. You don't leave grey areas. You just say, that's what he's going to be doing. Yeah. Well, last year we didn't have any coaching changes, did we? No, I haven't for a couple, I think. Yeah, and then this year we've already got, what, four down? Three down. Three down. Well, there'll be a fourth. There's a good chance, I think. Um, but a few of them are too expensive to move on. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Well, I think there's going to be a, a fair uh, fair reaping at the end. A bit of musical chairs. But, um, oh, well, it's always going to happen eventually. So, yeah, uh Carlton, are they just trying to ruin their own draft picks, or well, they got well, enough of them? Well, it's Adelaide's draft pick, isn't it? Yeah, oh, it is too. That's right. Yeah, oh, fuck. maybe that's why Adelaide was uh, really keen on winning this one. Well, they should have been, yeah, um, but uh, did not work out that way. So I think this is just fucking around for both teams. Well, it is causing play for, are they? it is causing a little bit of problems because uh, like can Adelaide make finals? They can, but like, will they? Well, Adelaide are eighth at the minute. Yeah, but will they make finals? I don't think I don't so. See it. Yeah, yeah I, I see them falling out. Um, but uh, with the coaches, it, that might mean Essendon get in. Essendon are already they're in, in there. The eight, but they might stay in there. Yeah, they're like fifth or something. They're, they're going nowhere. Um, what it does mean though is Carlton are trying to you know get big name coaches. Yeah. Unfortunately, their caretaker coach is doing too well. Yeah. And I say unfortunately because I think the board is like... They don't want him. <laughs> we, we, we'd rather a bigger name. Yeah. But the problem is all the big names have come out and said no. And the clubs and the, the team are going, we want this guy. See, I'm just waiting for uh, it to be announced. Like, Teague's up there and all right, and uh, Juddy's out there. He's saying, we'd like to announce the next coach. Me, because fuck is all. Um, <laughs> I, I have to do this shit myself. And fuck it up, because that's what he does in administration. Yeah, <laughs> you know, introducing the new sponsors, Vizzy and Elastoplast. Yeah. I think he figured that being controversial, he was basically trying to be the Jeff Kennett without being as smart as Jeff Kennett. Yeah, I, I think he said some things before he thought about it. But given his due, he came out the next week and said, eh, maybe I didn't do too well as a media yeah. performer. Yeah. Um, fair enough. But yeah. uh, that's... Uh, and he's right, because well, it's fucking say, terrible. Yeah. Pick a side then, champ. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're going to be crap at both, just yeah. try and be cra- uh, crap at one. But anyway, um, keeps things going for, for Carlton. Uh, on to Eagles and North. Um, and uh, big JK Kennedy decided to have a big day out. Yeah, I, honestly, I was so far beyond drunk for this match that I didn't remember much of it. The only thing I do remember is that they put up the stat that Tarrant hadn't been beaten in a marking contest all season. Yeah. And then he got smacked. fucking smashed. <laughs> um, it, it's his, honestly, it's his one bad game for the season. He's been yeah. just a rock down there. Uh, unfortunately, JK, just his day. Yeah, JPK, yeah, he had a, he had a big one. Um, I, I think seven goals from about that, the same amount of marks. Um, that's just, we haven't seen that from him all season. Yeah, um, it's been a fair while, actually. Darling's been killing it for, for West Coast uh, this year, but he turned back the clock. Kick goal number 600, is it 600 yeah, really? as well? Um, it's not a bad little Kennedy? milestone. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, he's done all right. Um, I mean, you know, what more can you say? West Coast are just uh, tuning themselves up for a tilted a flag about now, and um, North aren't. 
Yeah, they have plenty of the ball. Um, it's one of those ones, too, that, again, we've got another caretaker coach in charge of North. I don't think this hurts him any. No, not at all. Because you go there, it's West Coast. They're, you know, it's over there. It's over there. They're top two team. They're reigning premiers. Like, yeah. Okay, you, you lost by eight goals. Yeah, well, and also, like, we'd like you to lose by six. West Coast had their down period of like, having players injured and that sort of area where the season where yeah. it's been a tough start to it. So people on the sidelines, you get beaten for a couple of games, but you come good around this time. It looks like West Coast are timing that perfectly. It's almost like there is a plan where yeah. people just have a little rest mid-season because it's a fucking brutal year of pre-season. Uh, well, that's, actual- what, that's what the Swans were famous for. Like They'll just eke in and they'll try and time it so that they hit the uh, September with a reasonably yeah. uh, injury-free list. Do enough, yeah. 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 Um, whereas on the opposite end, I think I've said it before, North uh, Undershore have played a finals-type game of football where it's crash and bash, uh, all hard on the line, straight at the ball kind of thing, which is, love fucking watching it. I think it's fantastic to see. Wow, it's shim burn of spirit. Um, but the problem is it takes mileage out of the players. Yeah, absolutely. You can't does. do it for 22 games no, a season. You, you literally cannot. And but um, that's shim burn of spirit. <laughs> unfortunately, it's not a disinfectant. Um, but mind you, you can't really pick the testicle twisting either. Um, yeah, that, that's not shim burn of spirit. No, that's fucking hideous. Uh, Sam Wright called time on his career. Uh, speaking of injuries, he had an ankle issue. He had a career? <laughs> he, he was, he he played, was in He played last year. Yeah. He, no, he played a couple of games this year too. Just um, you know, a, bit a while ago. Um, yeah. Uh, the, only, the only thing they've... Oh, and Majak Dor was injured in the VFL and his, um, his hamstring. So he won't be playing again this season. But uh, he's out of contract and I honestly do hope they give him one. Just I mean, they, surely they're going to now. They've got right? it now. There's so yeah. many positives out of giving him a contract that you're a fucking... Actually, they fired Bimmer Harvey, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that was the last play. That was Brad Scott. I, I yeah. hope they do too. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and Taron Thomas hasn't signed up either. So they fucking get him in there soon. He's he can't first spell his own though, name. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> he's only a first-year player anyway, yeah. isn't he? So he's limited by what he can sign yeah. and what he can't. But, um, actually, speaking of Thomas, I saw uh, Lindsay Thomas and Byron Pickett on the plane up to Melbourne. Did you? Yeah. Much, much bigger than you think. I mean, obviously Byron Pickett is yeah. tough, but uh, Lindsay Thomas is taller than I am. Is he? Yeah. Oh, that's sort of bigger. Yeah. <laughs> he actually looks a lot younger in person, which is unusual. Yeah, I mean, but he's looked that way since he was 12, so... Well, well probably. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, Willie Rioli had a cracker, too. He did. He really did. Um, but he's been one of those stars that is like that 50-50 to 50 player. Yeah. The Rioli. Between those, those arcs, and that's where he... Obviously, he can nick, nick forward and kick candy goals, but I feel like he's doing his best work there across half back line. It, it is amazing how um, similar they all are. Yeah, um, that whole family. Yeah, fucking um, vampires, all of them. <laughs> yeah, something something's going on there. Um, but anyway, yeah, they're just tuning it up. Um, Speaking of tuning out, St Kilda and Melbourne on uh, Saturday uh, as well. I think we all picked this because Jesus fucking Christ! Ah, oh, shit, that's right. Fuck, Melbourne lost again. That, that means they're like... <laughs> second last. Second last. Is there any chance of them coming last? There is. There is, but it's highly unlikely because that means Gold Coast has got to win a game. 
See, I remember yeah. during the buy, I actually tipped them to come last. Yeah. Oh, um, to celebrate second last, I actually bought a bottle of wine tonight. Nice, <laughs> nice Shiraz for right. me and Josh to share. So just for uh, for Melbourne's sake. Yeah, so it's a nice little uh, John Deval Shiraz from Brossa Valley. Yeah, um, goes, goes just well with the Daffinoir. Definitely does. Uh, just got rated nine out of a hundred on James Halliday's uh, little little uh, wine list. It? Wine list. Yeah. Right. Probably worth mentioning, we do accept sponsorships and we do accept alcohol. Yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, anyway, Hit us up. Um, Melbourne fucking struck. Um, and they've had more injuries to go um, through the week as well, so that, that's nice. But not uh, enough that their list should be that bad. I know. Nothing's, there is no reason why they should be as bad as what they are. Um, Who's that coach again? <laughs> Simon Goodwin, who they signed to a big extension just before round one. <laughs> Say it every week. Dumb idea. <laughs> Yeah, and then you look at the people they brought in, like Jake Lever had big tickets on him. Yep. Done fuck all, well, really. Did an ACL. You know, that, that hurts your chances. Well, he's playing again. He is now, yeah. He's still doing fuck all. May's uh, been injured for most of the year. Wiedemann's now out again. But then he got, got May at the start of this year, was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and now it turns... Why would you pick up a fucking overage player from Gold Coast? <laughs> Why would you do that? Because everyone else is. No, I reckon he's pick good. Pick up the young players. <laughs> Not the fucking old ones. Um and now it turns out there's uh, talks through, during the week that uh, Nathan, Nat Jones, hasn't signed uh, his new contract because yeah. they're offering him fuck all. Well, to be fair on this Times season, tough. That, that's all he's worth. Yeah, it's probably yeah. true, but yeah. he is, you know, he's the bloke that's been there while they were shit. Yeah. And being the loyal one has nope. probably yeah, but fielded offers. Well, you're learning a lesson that loyalty <laughs> is a myth in being, football. Yep. It's a business. Being good when everyone else is shit. Don't you, drink the Kool-Aid. You get bonus pay because they need you. But being shit when everyone else is good, you get fucked off. <laughs> That's what happens. Um, but Saints, uh, when they turned it on, they were really good in this game, um, especially towards the end of the match where I reckon over the last two years, the Saints had died in their ass in, yep. in the last quarter. Yep. Yep. Um, but that's where they did their best work in this one. Uh, and it's a matter yeah. of fitness. And it's, I mean, I have no inside information on this, but yeah. it looks very obvious that they've styled their game on Richmond's plan of small players that can just, attack them with great just pressure move it forward, move it forward. and put it through the middle with numbers. And throw some mullets in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah very lots important. of mullets. And it's not silly because the list that they've got, that's the game plan that they have to play. Well, funnily enough, I reckon a lot of their turnaround in the last you know month or so, or maybe not just since Richardson's gone, but um, has been that uh, Josh Bruce and uh, Membry up forward have both started to put solid games together. But it's because uh, they are the only ones up forward yeah, instead of trying yeah. to put every motherfucker in the forward line. But it hasn't just been, you know, bomb it long, let's see what we can do. Yeah. Um, they've been working well together and creating space for each other and it yeah. really makes a difference for them. But they've been very clever with their ball use too. Like, it used to be their disposal efficiency was shite. Um, but now they've got guys like uh, Akers. Only got 15 touches, but running at 87% efficiency. That's pretty fucking good. And that's like a, that's a quiet game for Akers as well. He's actually it is. very quiet. But you're better off having, you know, fewer touches, but they go to your player. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, I, I thought Saints uh, well deserved the win. Uh, I mean, they won just about every stat there is, uh, everything from disposals to inside fifties to you fucking name it. Um, but but it, you know, they didn't loot winners of hitouts again. I mean, go back to last week. Though, this isn't a surprise. This is what no, I expected to happen yeah, with, yeah. with the Saints but, and Melbourne. But losing the hitouts forty-four to twenty-six, uh, St Kilda, and still able to dominate in clearances. Yeah. That's that's a midfield issue. That's not Max Gorn. That's yeah. your whole midfield being soft. But a lot of that too is um, the St Kilda midfielder, right, we're not winning this tap, so 
yeah, they playing to that way. So yeah, still, you've get, got first uh, first hands on the ball. You expect to be able to do better than that. Yeah, and if they know they're not winning it, then that just means Max Gorn can talk to his players and go, all right, you're Something stuck else. one side. Yeah. Or I'm just going to pound the fuck out of it and now Wingman can come in and get it. There's no excuse uh, when you're winning the tap that much not to win the clearances. Uh, it's just it's just bullshit. No, it certainly make, can make it harder for yourself. Um, all right, on to one of the worst games of the round by absolute far. Um, and also, the only tip I missed out on was uh, the power and the Giants. Um, power doing a Hawthorne and just kicking themselves out of the game because they controlled the ball for the first three quarters but uh, just did not take their opportunities. And when the Giants did, geez, they kicked some freaky goals. That's it. Sometimes uh, possession isn't nine-tenths of the football law because they <laughs> fucked that up. Didn't they? Um, uh, you can see why their crowd's frustrated and why the media's turned on them a little bit. Um, I do think they still got the same problem in that Koshy's just got to keep things in-house a little bit more. Oh, they've got the yeah. problem that their fans are shit, basically. <laughs> well... Yeah, never tear us apart, my fucking ass. Yeah. Well, remember, you know, it's only a couple of years ago when they first moved to Adelaide Oval and they're getting 40,000, 50,000 um, fans to every single game. And we, we did say, like, you know, they had tarps a couple of years ago. Now they've got, you know, a full packed house at Adelaide Oval. But it's a novelty right now. Exactly. What happens yeah. when they're not that good anymore? Yeah. Are they still going to come around? And can't, now can't pack a fucking corporate box at MCG though, can they? <laughs> Scott's transport still empty. Fucking yep. Dumb cunts. Um, so now it's it's the, the the tough yards, and you do get a feeling that they're a little bit we're sick of this. Um, Absolutely. And, and you know when you follow a lot of um, Port Adelaide um, fans and Uber fans on um, social media and stuff like that, you can see they're just like we just want something different. That's They're probably, not sure what they want, yeah, but they that, know it's different. That's well, probably true. A lot of their... I don't think their home crowds are going to suffer so much because a lot of them are season ticket holders and they'll keep turning up. They already have. They're, that's what we're saying. Like They've gone from 40,000 home crowds to 20. You know, it's, yeah. it's happened now. And, then, and in Adelaide, the trip from Port Adelaide to Adelaide Oval is a long way. That's like half an hour. Oh, to be fair, none of them live in Port Adelaide anymore. It's been gentrified. Is it? Yeah, there's... I've got Pirate Life out there now. <laughs> yeah, I went to Pirate Life. It was fucking good. Really? Oh, it's Asian owned now. It's Asahi. Yeah, oh, still, yeah. still good beer. They had, yeah, um, sending money to Japan, though. Oh, well, I can live with that. Well, not Port Adelaide supporters can't. They're industry. <laughs> uh, but no, they're, there's, they're, there's fucking cafes with, you know, like, fucking affogados and smashed abo on toast. They, they vote Labour thinking they're voting for a Labour, uh, you know, situated party. What? <laughs> they vote Labour thinking they're actually going to get something out of an election. Oh, well. Doesn't work. No. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure how we got the Pirate Life brewing to the Labour Party. Oh, it's Port Adelaide. But anyway, Port yeah. Adelaide. Yeah. Yeah, they're struggling. Yeah. And, uh, Except for Boak. He's done really well. It's been his career best year, just about. Um, and they've been uh, swinging the axe as well and throwing people down into the sample. Um, but in, in this one, I think GWS is more the story out of it uh, for you know for the rest of the season because they didn't play well, got over the line. Yeah. And that's all they need to do. I think they've got a pretty sweet run home. So they're uh, looking good despite their injuries. And they'll start to get a few players back in in the coming weeks too. Speaking of injury, Connor Rosie got injured, didn't he? Yeah, really? I think. It, I'm trying to think what uh, what happened to him. I'm not sure. Yeah, um, he was he's worth uh, keeping an eye on. He's a fantastic young player. Um, I can't hope he goes elsewhere. <laughs> to be yeah. honest, no, I think they'd be definitely hanging on to him. Um, all right, on to Sunday then. The Bulldogs hosting Fremantle at uh, Marvel Stadium, and Bulldogs put a bit of a hurting on. They definitely did, uh, but it was not unexpected. 
No. I think that's no, but geez, they're looking good, aren't they? They're, they're the best side out outside of the eight at the minute. Yeah, um, and they've got a tough run home, but you you back them the way that they're playing it right now. And look, if they get into the finals based on that run home, you have got to give them a chance. Yeah, absolutely. They, they can shock people. They've yeah. done it before, obviously. Yep. And in terms of impactful mids, I mean, between McRae, Bont, and uh, Dunkley, those are three guys who can really tear a game apart in five minutes if you're not careful. Yeah, yeah. And they play with, like, a reckless abandon. Like, they're young, they're free. Mm. Um, yeah. They're girt think, by sea. Yes, yes, they're definitely girt. <laughs> um, found a lot of different goal kickers as well. Um, so, Bailey Dale popped up for a few. Um, Lloyd, uh, who's doing his job. I and mean, that's It's good to see he's gone back to, I am a goal kicker. Yeah. You know, yeah. at Richmond, he wasn't fitting in. So, they tried to turn him into a halfback flanker and, you know, let's play you up the ground. He is a goal kicker. It's yeah, just what exactly. he is, unfortunately. He didn't yeah. fit in at Richmond. Now you're at somewhere else. Yeah. Do what comes naturally. And that's great for him. Yeah. But he has made himself available to be a multi-position player. But Bulldogs, like, put him in goals. He's a goal kicker. That's what you need him to do. Hmm. You don't need midfielders. You've, you've got that, that area covered. Do you think... Uh, we just had um, tax time. Yeah. Um, I think Liver's under an ATO investigation or something. Because he only had one tackle. So he was trying to avoid getting fined or some shit. <laughs> he doesn't want to make it a feature of his game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that, that, more of it is just that they had the ball, you know. Um, there's no point tackling uh, your own teammates. Although, I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, I'm... I'm yeah. yeah. Yeah, Liber would have a fair crack at it. Um, went in with a very, very tall side, uh, Fremantle, this this week. But, uh, was that just options or...? No, I think they were trying to win. But, um, yeah, it's very very weird, but um, I'm not surprised by the result. Um, and any scrutiny that they come under is, is welcome. Um, Swans and Geelong on Sunday. Now, all the talk about this has been on uh, blitz salves. Yep. And you've got to say, I haven't seen anybody that's ar- argued against the uh, MRP coming oh, up with oh, no, a... I've seen a few Geelong supporters. Yeah, well, they're dickheads. Um, they haven't said he didn't deserve it. They've just said, oh, there's 40 other players that deserve it too. Look, mate, maybe you're right, <laughs> but here's where we are. Yeah, when your best defence is, oh, what about Joe Bloggs? Yeah. You know, what about that one, eh? Yeah, eh? That was 1997, yeah. and uh, he... And- know, he fucking did it. I mean, yeah. Let's let's not worry about it. Like he stayed down. And look, I was I wasn't even disappointed or mad. Like because whenever I see that, I just look forward to the shooting stars meme on Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> and they did not let us and down. Did not did not uh, let you down at all. Um, what I do like was there was some more you know disgusting umpiring decisions on the weekend and that kind of stuff. But everyone's focused on the umpire on this one, who was just standing right near him. Went no. Yeah. What yeah. the fuck what are you doing? Are you doing? Now, see, that umpire deserves a raise honestly that's exactly what we if need. he had stopped right there and called for a medic I would have given him a fucking award <laughs> call the stretcher yeah. like nah time off blood rule hey mate you gotta go do your concussion <laughs> yeah. test that's yeah. 20 minutes mate that was serious I saw that holy are you okay <laughs> I was hoping he would have called him a soft cock or something. That would actually, if they called for a concussion test, that would have just yeah. that would have been brilliant go over the top I say this is how you you publicly shame players on the field yeah why not um, I'm uh, down with it um yeah, it was pretty ordinary. But uh, mind you, the game didn't uh, offer that much of a spectacle. Um, it was it was fun enough. Oh, was that boring? I didn't watch it. So, oh, early on, it did look like um, Geelong were asleep and uh, Sydney controlled the ball. And then once Geelong got going, you're like, I don't know, they're, yeah. they're, they're the better team. Yeah, it just kind of felt like Geelong's like, come on, you're taking the piss, aren't you, lads? <laughs> like, we how, got you. how much do we need to do to win this? Even um, when um, Sydney kicked a, a couple on the run in the last quarter and they started to get back within three goals. You just still felt that Geelong were like, oh, shit, oh, no, wait, wait. Yeah, no, this is the last quarter. All right, yeah, no, all right, we'll, we'll put them away. 
So they're just trying to figure out who's going to take care of it. Like, whose turn yeah. is it again? Uh, uh, it did feel like if Isaac Heaney wasn't out there, the Swans wouldn't have had even half a chance. Um, yeah. They did. Um, Big Tomahawk's been kept quiet a few weeks, but uh, he come out and kick five in this one. Um, and he was just an absolute monster. Yeah. I mean, they don't, didn't have anyone that could really stand him. No, there are plenty of people that stand off him. Yeah, most, yeah. most, people, most teams don't. If uh, you're strong enough, you're not fast enough and vice versa. When he's on and when he decides, I'm going to monster this one, there is there is not anybody in the league that can stop him. There's a young Riley Stoddart that's playing a game for Sydney. Is he a rookie? Absolutely is, because I, I could not pick him out of a lineup. No. Is he related to Paul Stoddart? Yeah, it's his uh, nephew. Really? <laughs> no, no fucking idea. <laughs> don't know who Paul Stoddart is. Uh, VR driver. No, yeah. he, he, he owned a Formula 1 team for a while. All right, so all of them, yeah. all of those. A yeah. um, couple more injuries for uh, uh, Swans out of this one too. And I think yeah. uh, Rampy's going to uh, have a week off. Yeah. And a- a- Reardon's going to have a week Fucking off. Um, so that's going to make next week a little bit difficult for them. But uh, I mean, they're in the bottom four at the minute, Sydney. So yeah. they're just looking at their next academy picks and not being too fussed about it at all. Um, and finally, Gold Coast Suns and Essendon. Um, I was trying to convince oh. myself to tip Gold Coast on this one. And at the end of the day, they probably should have won it. They should have, for sure. Um, for sure. But when it mattered, geez, some of the uh, Bombers players stood up. Ah, and Stringer played a fucking great game. Uh, he's had a good... Great game. He's had a good month, yeah. you know, Stringer. He has the yeah. cunt. He's been the best player, for sure. Yeah, I agree. Um, some of the goals he's kicked, especially last week as well, um, just absolute freaks. He's, he's not taking easy shots. Well, it's funny. When you're, on, when you're on form, the ball finds you. You don't have to find the ball. It just falls in your yeah. lap. But it's not by accident. It's just you get like an extra sense, like announced yeah. where it's going to fall. But that's just it. He's not getting himself in good positions. Yeah. But he's making the most out of them. Exactly. Yeah. And it's because he's an absolute freak. Yeah. Yeah. On the flip side, um, Suns looked uh, pretty decent. They were pretty efficient uh, for a lot of it too. But you just didn't get the feeling like they believed themselves worthy. Forgotten how to win. Yeah. Well, I think this is 14 or 15 in a row that was. Yeah. yeah. And... And, and look, that, that's, it does seem like half of them are just working on the resumes these days. A, a little bit. I mean, you hope a few of them you know, um, do their best to hang around. And um, big uh, uh, Benny Benny King has kicked uh, a lazy four. Who did he kick? Four four goals. Oh, right. I no, didn't belt no one. Oh, shit. <laughs> he belted his own player a couple of weeks ago. Fucking deserved it. He's kicked four and got the NAB Rising Star uh, nod for this week. So uh, you can't argue with that. Yeah. Shit, Sean McKernan kicked four goals. <laughs> <laughs> there's, some of, there's some of us just read the stats. Holy fuck. Kicked a really nice one on the run from 52. Wow. That is and, a smoky for the brown though. <laughs> He's a smoky for getting a contract next year. It was uh, one of those ones where he kicked it and he knew off the boot it's gone in. <laughs> and he sort of couldn't believe it, but he was very happy with himself. <laughs> no, he's just a big body. Um, and that's something that uh, the Swans, uh, sorry, the Suns don't really have at the minute. No, no I think McKernan had a, a, a great old game. He's had a, a really, did. really good season. I think uh, Joe Danaher's trade bait. Fuck him. <laughs> Well, I tell you what, right now, yeah, do they need him? Nah. No, no, they 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 don't. What I do love, though, again, uh, send him to the Suns. Ah, send him to be a barista <laughs> for about the fifth week in a row. Um, when uh, the chips are down and Essendon need something, throw Hooker forward. Yeah, Hooker, absolutely a champion. What, what a champion! Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can't hate him at all. Um, oh, I'm working on it, but uh, I, I did love it. Yeah, and, you can't hate him for his haircut, though. <laughs> <laughs> Tip and Woody doing his work on the wing, um, putting it down Hooker's throat. Yeah. And the camera view of it was really great too because you could see Hooker hadn't even led. Yeah. He just knew where the space was. He'd pointed to it. Kick's gone and he's gone off and yeah. uh, marked on his chest quite I, easily. I love that there's all this um, media 
commentary about Tip and Woody at the moment, just like, oh, he's put off contract talks. There's four teams like, fucking come on. This yeah. is this is just his agent getting his price yeah. up. Uh, no, yeah. it's probably just him. I just don't want to talk about it. It is probably he doesn't like talking about the contract at all, and he wants to put it off at the absolute last minute. Yeah, that's what I reckon it is because there is zero chance he's going. No, there. no. it's just fucking far, not happening. He's he's a hand in a glove um, at uh, at Essendon. Well, look, don't get me wrong; the other teams will take him, but they'll throw the house at him. He's the player they want. Yeah. Uh, he's happy there. Yeah. Other players like him. There's zero reason why they... And they've got the money. They yeah. can afford to pay I mean, him. So shit. It's making it sound like he's fucked, basically. <laughs> north it's too good to be true. North have offered him the coaching role. But besides, <laughs> he's not going to take it. He's already said he's, he's not interested. Um, to be fair, there's about 40 blokes who've been <laughs> for that role. But anyway, um, they uh, get out of jail again, uh, Essendon, and poor old sons have to wait another week to see if they've got a chance. Let's go quickly through round 20. We start off with uh, Friday night at Marvel Stadium. You Shit, got- hang on. No, no, no. We forgot Steve's question. Oh, sorry. Uh, I forgot about doing the Swans. Question from Steve from Twitter. I actually like this one. Yep. So what is the highlight of your personal AFL career or your, your football career? Okay. What is the highlight I, of your career? I've already gone through mine. Mine was hang my... On. Yeah, my 96 season. I had a great year. I got the uh, league best and fairest despite only playing eight games. Oh, really? I was pretty happy with myself, yeah. That's not a bad effort. How the fuck did you swing a single that one? I think I got 22 votes. From who? Does from the umpires? From Russia? Who the fuck ran this well, poll? I, I think uh, being a junior umpire helped. <laughs> <laughs> I only played eight games, so I got, I got a lot of votes. Right. right. My personal highlight was one game, I'm pretty sure it was under 15s, playing at Zinc Oval, and like, our team was the best, but... Umpires hate us because they're Southie cunts. Um, so we're, we're, hey, we're, out, because you're teenagers and you're mouthing off. Let's be honest. All right, all right, a bit of that too. Um, but we're playing the the second best team in, in the league of four. Um, so yeah. the third worst team actually. Um, and anyway, obviously under fifteens, important business. You have the big G up in the in the change rooms. Yep. We're having this big G up, and uh, so all right, all right, let's go, let's do it, guys. Down we go. All right, sweet. So we start running down. Fucking games restarted. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this shit? And literally, the, the umpire's there with one team on the field yep. throwing the ball up. I'm like, what the fuck is this cunt doing? Yeah. And so then the other umpire is like, yeah, no, nah, we told you guys come down. You wouldn't come down, so we started the game. <laughs> we're already four goals down before we've entered the fucking field. Wow. So under 15s, the umpire, obviously a fucking great human being, yep. has gone, fuck these kids. Let's start the game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fuck the these field. kids. And yeah, it's the last exactly. game for the day too. And like under 15s means you're under 15. We're 14 yeah. years old. 14-year-old kids. Yep. He's like, nah, fuck this shit. We've got shit to do at 11 a.m. on a Sunday morning. <laughs> I wish some uh, greedy midfielder decided to have a shot from 40 and missed. No, dude. The funny thing was is they kicked a point when we were running down the fucking race. <laughs> so they're already four goals ahead. So we were four goals, one down when they came down. They kicked a point and they clapped us coming onto the field like, oh, you wankers. We're like, you kicked a fucking you- point. <laughs> what are you doing? You should be embarrassed. Exactly. And we won. We won. Yeah, of course. We came back and beat them by like 10 goals or something. I would have just fuck. padded my stats. I- I'm just surprised a team can be on the field with no opposition and kick a point. Yep. Yeah, impressive. So, in under 15s, I was playing rucks. So I would have tapped the ball to my rover, tackled him. Got him to ball it up again so I can keep getting my taps. <laughs> Super coach points. Yep, that's 148 taps. <laughs> but uh, yeah. how out of your career, Josh? Oh, no. I was kicking the winning goal in a grand final in under 15s. But uh, granted, there was another probably 12 minutes left on the clock. But, but no, no kick to goal. On the last one, we won. I can say uh, we were going. I remember the game because we were going into the breeze in the final quarter and we were down. 
at three quarter time, and it was the only goal kicked in the last quarter. Really? Yep. I kicked five that day, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't kick any in the last quarter. I didn't kick any in the last quarter. That no. is correct. Um, and granted, it did come from a ruck infringement, uh, but mind you, that guy was at least seven foot four uh, as a twelve-year-old, <laughs> and I was, you know, about probably three feet tall. So I was always going to get the free kick there and put it right through the middle. He dived like Ish. Benny Brown, he did. <laughs> I can't fucking remember. <laughs> fucking worth it. Um, yeah, probably that one. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's probably the highlights of our careers. All of them in... Uh, what? In the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> yep, mine was in the 90s, 96. It was definitely in the 90s. Yep, there you are. All right, on to round 20. Uh, North Melbourne and Hawthorne at Marvel. If it wasn't at Marvel, I'd be uh, tipping Hawthorne. But, uh, I wish this was in Tassie. <laughs> we already play there. Fuck you. I mean... Either, either one. Um, oh, look, who the fuck knows what could happen? Yeah, exactly. It could be anything. Close one, yeah. It, it could be a close one. It could be a blowout either way. You just you just don't fucking know. Um, the only thing I can think of is that Clarkson's too angry to lose and uh, Shaw wants the job. So you'll see some pretty um, ambitious coaching moves and some of them will pay off, some won't. Um, fuck knows. I'm tipping North Melbourne's going to win and there's only going to be 10 goals kicked in the game. Yeah, I, I, that could be it. On the flip side, you could have 30 kicks in the game. We, we just don't fucking know. Not with yeah. Hawthorne, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, Essendon uh, hosting Port Adelaide at Marvel Stadium Ooh, on Saturday. We just bagged them. We can't really tip Fuck. Port, can we? Yes, yeah. yes, we fucking can. I am tipping Port. Port will come out and win this. Because it makes no sense. I don't guarantee it, but it yeah, makes it's going to happen. No I'm sense. On, I'm on that exactly. too, just because I don't want Essendon to sit in the finals. I just think because it makes no sense and it's like stupid. Like, um Port Adelaide are a stupid team. Yeah. They do these things. Yeah. I think Port have lost three in a row and, and Essendon have won five in a row after, or four in a row after being down at three-quarter time. Yeah. So, I mean, the damn well has got to break for them at some stage. Yeah. yeah. With an average margin of about a goal. Yeah. Yeah. Something stupid like that. Um, I'm still tipping Essendon, but yeah, goddamn. Uh, Giants and the Swans. I mean, the Giants are probably coming back down to earth a bit, but they're still better than the Swans. I think so too, especially yeah. with the Swans injuries. I think Giants might have a bit of a day out. I mean, the Spartans probably want to win at this point. Yeah, no, I don't think they care really. No. Um, Dockers and Geelong so over this, at Optus Stadium. I think this is interesting because being over there and Geelong, they're making finals. They, it's impossible to miss it right now. Yeah, I can see them resting a bunch of players, and the players that do play, I can see just uh, keeping their powder dry a bit. Fuck, you're a good salesman. Got <laughs> <laughs> me excited about this game now. They they have played pretty ordinary since the uh, the buy. Um, yeah, because they don't care. Yeah, yeah. You know. they are essentially two games clear on top with their um, awesome percentage. But yeah, they're yeah. playing for Dockers nothing. Dockers are shit. Yeah, yeah. They, Dockers are crap, but they're they're at home. Yeah, um, and they care about this game because people's careers will, uh, yep. contracts will uh, matter. A lot of whereas, talk about their coach in the media as well. Well, and the hills and yeah. uh, where's Kelly going? So you know, I, I think uh, Freo want to put on a bit of a show to try and get Tim Kelly there next year. Yep, and I think uh, there's a value bet there to have him. Uh, if Geelong decide we'll play for a quarter, then they're going to yeah. win. You tipping Geelong? I'm on Freo because I, I need uh, I need, <laughs> you need a to do lot some of catch rough, up. roughies. I can help. Yeah, um, Melbourne and Richmond at the MCG on Saturday night. I think we can yeah, skip I'm, that. I, I don't need that much of a roughie. Yeah, yeah. Tommy yeah. Lynch will have a big day out. Uh, on to the Crows are hosting the Saints. I like this one. It's a tough game. Oh, this is it tough. Is. Um, oh, only the fact it's in Adelaide makes me think Adelaide. They've, they've got to bounce back sooner or later, Dude, right? the fact that it's in Adelaide makes me pick St. Kilda. Like, this is the game that Adelaide will destroy themselves on. Um, I do think the Saints have played all right at, a, at Adelaide Oval throughout the years, I reckon. I'm going to go with that. Yeah. I think, I think get wet. 
which will flavor, uh, flavor, flavor, and make them taste flavor St. Kilda. <laughs> They'll be uh, quite slick. Juicy scents. Collingwood and Gold Coast. Now, this is Collingwood B grade, essentially. Literally, yeah, I've read today they have 27 players to choose from. Yeah, but it's Gold Coast and Eiffel. Um, and it's at the MCG. Yeah, I'll tell you what, if it was up fuck, there, I'd yeah. almost be tempted to tip Gold Coast, but yeah. I can't tip Gold yeah. Coast at the MCG. No, I can't I'd, if I'm being serious about it. I'd be tempted to tip, tip literally any other team in the league, yeah. but uh, not the Suns. Yeah. Uh, Carlton are hosting the Eagles at Marvel Stadium. Oh, Carlton oh. look good. I'll tell you what, they'll it's give them a, a shake. It's going to be a cracker. I reckon they've got some pluck about McGovern them, McGovern versus McGovern. Yeah, yeah, they both should play. Um, I think that they just might be too big down back, but you could have uh, Casbolt on dialing. Anything, anything could happen in this game. I'm going to be honest. Anything could happen. Yeah, but I, I still think West Coast are chasing that number one spot and they'll want to get a bit of percentage and a bit of that, so they'll yeah, have That's why they'll fuck it but up. it's not an easy yeah. easy game anymore, I, is it? I think Carlton will get on the top of them. I think it's too bad uh, for West Coast. Yeah, there's too much pressure on West Coast. If this was at the G, they'd be treating it as a, a grand final yeah. training run. Yeah. But being at Marvel... It, Marvel they, sucks, man. It's a shit ground. <laughs> like, it is, you, there is a skill to playing Marvel, and yeah, we've said it's, this it's for different. fucking years. Only now are people actually starting to... Listen to us, probably. <laughs> probably everyone else in the media as well, but, you know. Uh, roof closed, always. Yeah. Um, I feel like Carlton got this. Um, match of the round for me, though, is the Brisbane Lions and the Western Bulldogs Ooh. up at oh, the Gabba. Because uh, I think the Brisbane Lions have the longest winning streak going on in the AFL at the moment, but um, have looked gettable the last two weeks yep. against North and Hawthorne, who are teams about the same uh, uh, ladder position as where the Bulldogs yep. are. The Bulldogs look great. And honestly, I'm really hot on the Bulldogs. I'm yeah. taking the upset on this one. See, I think uh, Stefan Martin's the difference for me. I think he's going to um, just give Lockie yeah. Neal and um, well, his boys silver it, service. If Lobb, Sanderlands and Darcy couldn't do it last week against Tim English, um, Stefan Martin's going to have to outperform those three to, to turn this result. Well. I think he can. Here's the thing for me is that I think that the idea of how to like really ruffle the lion's feathers is right in the way that you got to try and mess up Lockie Neal, but not yep. cheap shots around the ball. It's no. got to be putting fear in him when he, when the ball's in dispute and he's yeah. coming in to get pickups. We yeah. have to make sure their body's hard there. Hard tacklers. Exactly. Hard tacklers, hip and shoulders, not cheap shots around yeah. fucking ball ups. Yep. That's just, not how you do it. You can put Libertori on him and just he won't know what the fuck's going to happen. I, I think nobody knows what Libertori's going to do, <laughs> including him. So that's a wild card, but everyone needs a wild card, don't they? Yep. Yep. We all need a wild card. Wild card, wild bitches! Card, bitches. <laughs> Here we go and get a drink and uh, there's Libertori right behind him. But yeah, if they actually play a proper hard man role where it's not cheap shots, it's actually yeah. being around the ball when they're there, putting pressure on them and making touching them, making making sure they know you're there. But getting not, the ball in mean in Exactly. In like the you're process. fighting for the ball. Yeah. It's not you're like obviously you're you're making sure that man knows you're there. But it, for now for nowadays what I find is a tough player is a person who gives cheap shots around the ball and the ball ups and things like that. Yeah. That that's not being a tough player. It's making sure you are running as hard as them, yeah. being around the ball when they're there. And making sure they know you're there. Yep. That's me, when you put in put in yeah. those tackles and those not cheap shots, but you you but put the pressure on them. It's you when the them ball's hurt. in dispute yeah. and you're both going in for it, and they go, yeah. "This is going to hurt." And they yeah, both arrive like, at the same I'm time. Yeah, and the whole crowd just starts paying attention. Go, oh. That's how you do it. But these days, your your hard player is the annoying fucker around ball ups who's just niggling you and punch you, punching you when you're not looking, and that's bullshit. No, I don't think they get the hard yeah. player reputation so much. I think they get the cunt reputation. Hard cunt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the Lewis for this week. All right, All right, good luck. Peace.